0: Molly here. Due to technical difficulties, starting around 38 minutes into the recording, there's a crackling when I speak. We apologize for the sound quality.
1: You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast.
2: We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts.
1: Very serious.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast.
1: I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. Today, we'll be talking about sewing for Halloween, knitting machine rocking chairs, and fancy new nieces.
2: Also, (laughs)
1: if you're a person
2: who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts, and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things
0: Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. So what's up, ladies? I was still just kind of thinking about all of those Very Serious Crafts that we just started (laughs) out. (laughs) but uh no here's uh you know if you sew at all you know that at some point you have to pull out a seam ripper it is just a thing that must happen and yeah this week i mean i guess i sort of knew this going back but this week i also learned that occasionally if you have surgery on your face specifically like by a plastic surgeon, you might also need a seam ripper for your face. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. It's terrible. We're back to weird stuff. (laughs) We are. It really wasn't all that weird. But it sounds so much better when you say, I took a seam ripper to my face. I didn't. Um, But I had... (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, last fall, I had to have um, surgery on my face for some skin cancer. They patched it all together, which... I joked at the time felt a little bit like patchwork quilting the way that my face was kind of, you know, restretched and put into place. Um, but now the the scar was all healed and my plastic surgeon who is excellent at what he does felt like it just needed to look a little bit better than it did. He used the term gilding the lily, which was about the scar being the lily, not my face, by the way. <laughs> I feel like I would have said, like, face zhuzh. Yes. You need to just zhuzh your face. Um, I feel like zhuzhing is all of the massage that I have to do to it, um, more than <laughs> more than slicing things open and restitching them. But basically, that's what, you know, that's what it was. It was a seam that needed to be opened up and then put back together again so that it looks nicer than it has. So, yeah, went and had that done yesterday, and uh, plastic surgeon... Huh. So he's been so great, but he, like, months ago when I saw him, it was right after we started the podcast, and he asked what's new. And because this is all I talk about, um, I said, Oh, well, started a podcast. So yesterday he said, How's the podcast going? and was asking questions about it. And he was absolutely so sweet. So, oh, that's aw, yay. my,
1: that's my, and fun, then he cut open your face. face story. That's right. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> this, is, this podcast has <laughs> taken a turn, guys. I know, it's gotten <laughs> a little bit weird, started.
0: but I'm, we discussed crafts while he was stitching me, so
1: this yeah. uh, stitching is my life. I kind of love that. I know. Yeah. Like, that, that makes so much sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and he was
0: like, well, you know how it is in your work. You can always make something just a little bit nicer, a little bit better. You can just keep on improving it.
1: It's like, okay, you get me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I com- I'm right there with him yeah. I, I feel really good about your plastic surgery I know <laughs>
2: was it to was it to um, like reduce scar tissue specifically I thought that's what we
0: were doing because um, I have some areas where it's a little bit more um, pronounced but we're attacking that in a different way <laughs> so I also get steroids in my face my face is so buff now Uh <laughs> um but this was where um the scar had like a little um like an indent to it so it kind of um almost looked tufted if you will <laughs> i and so oh, that's yeah. get that there was two areas so now those have been restitched the rest of it though it's really amazing how good um good stitching and um just healing time can make it look barely noticeable. So that's the goal for the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I haven't, no, I haven't actually seen it. It's all still under a bandage. So I don't know mm-hmm. quite what that looked like. And I'm glad that I didn't have to watch it.
1: <laughs> oh, I would have watched I would have asked for a mirror. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they completely like, they like
1: drape you so that you can't see
0: anything. Ah. Yeah,
1: i videotaped on like an old flip phone, like the very first Phones with cameras, I definitely videotaped the only stitches that I have ever gotten. Um, they didn't ask how much I weighed before they gave me narcotic painkillers, <laughs> in my defense. So I was, I, I wasn't quite really there. Yeah, <laughs> But I, I'm very sorry to say that when that phone broke in half, the video died with it, because it was fascinating. Oh, I'm yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> um, well, that was after mine. I was asking him, like, So what kind of stitch was that? And I mean, basically it was like in surgical terms, it's a running stitch, but it's really like a whip stitch, but it was just so, it was so perfect and evenly spaced and everything. It's amazing.
1: I wonder how many um, surgeons are also quilters. I wonder if that's a thing. I thought it was a thing that they're like told to like get into embroidery to practice,
2: like to get to work on their fine motor skills. I thought I read that somewhere.
1: It could be. I don't know. I if you're, now, I, now I'm going to have to that kind into it. of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're that kind of professional, tell us about it because we want to know. Yeah. yeah. How do you get that good at sewing people up?
2: <laughs> um, I have a feeling the answer involves corpses, but we should probably move on. Yes, please, let's move on.
0: <laughs> Hi, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing really great, guys, uh, because. Um, Long-time listeners of our podcast, that's really not that old yet. Um, (laughs) Oh, come on. We're more than a quarter into the podcast. Well, long-time listeners of our podcast might (laughs) recall um, me talking about having a new niece on the way and feeling like I needed to make her all sorts of things. Um, So what's exciting is that she was legally adopted last week. Um, Yay! and so exciting. it was the day before, it was the day before she turned three months old and she was very early. So she's healthy and everything's great. And I get to meet her tomorrow. Yay! Yes! So excited. She's teeny tiny and I can't wait. That is the best news. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I can't really top that with any other news in my life right now.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. How are you Haley? Well, in a different kind of exciting news, (laughs) I guess, Um, as you guys who listened to the last episode know, my first book, Improper Cross Stitch, came out, and for the first time uh, this past week, someone brought a copy with them to hang out with me, and then pulled it out and asked me to sign it, (laughs) and, like... This is a, a good friend of mine. His name is Harry. I actually told him that I was going to be telling this story today, and he uh, had a good laugh. But it, I guess it, it never occurred to me in the whole grand scheme of thinking about having a book published that I was actually going to need to sign books, and that when that happened, I would actually need to think of something to write in them. And so I'm sitting here at the bar below my apartment with this book in front of me holding a Sharpie marker, and my mind has gone completely (laughs) blank. Like crickets, nothing going on. And then, as I'm trying desperately, like my my husband is filming what's happening. That's worse. (laughs) Because you know, so I can remember the first book that I signed and I'm trying desperately to think of something clever to write in this book. And the only thing that pops into my mind is a terrible Will Smith pun. (laughs) And it won't leave. Just over and over again in my mind, getting stitchy with it.
0: But up up, Very relevant.
1: (laughs) I just like Yes, exactly. Thank you. And so that is, in fact, what I wrote because nothing else came. So I signed this book to Harry, getting stitchy with it. Love, Haley. Um, And that will now forever be how I signed my very first book. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't decide how I feel about that. (laughs)
2: Um, (laughs) I have a suggestion.
1: Um so It's a little late, Heidi. Well next
2: No no no. Next you can become a plastic surgeon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I mean I I have now actually given it thought. I I have some options for how I will sign. Getting stitchy with it is also really hard to write quickly Mm
2: -hmm. because there's
1: so many Ts and I's Mm. like it's a terrible idea. (laughs) But yeah, a- anyway. So um so that's how my life's going. <laughs> anyway,
0: so what are we actually going to talk about today instead of our ramblings from the yeah. beginning? <laughs> They've been good ramblings. I've been enjoying these ramblings. Um yeah. So in also recent things that I've been doing that have maybe been a little bit happier but also stitchy. Uh, I recently decided it was absolutely time to pull out some old sketches that I've had for almost two years and uh, and actually finish what I had intended to do with them. And I found that this is a huh, I know shocking
1: It's,
0: it's amazing. Um, this you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah I, it's rare that it happens. But I've found that it can be a really good place to to uh, look for ideas to of things to work on. Actually, no the the problem is never the ideas. The problem is always the time to do them. Hence, two years. But yep. Anyway, <laughs> right. So I uh, I've been thinking about these sushi embroidery patterns that I've wanted to do. I'm actually not a big sushi eater. If I eat sushi, it's going to be vegetarian sushi, which most people, of course. Don't even think is a thing. But uh, I had designed some sushi cross-stitch patterns for Cross-Stitch Crazy Magazine. And my intention was always to then make similar matching embroidery patterns to go with it. So I've held on to these sketches that, you know, started as just drawings of sushi that then I translated into cross-stitch, which is a weird change. Um, I'm, <laughs> Haley, I'm sure that you understand that, that, uh, process. Yes, completely. <laughs> and, uh, but of course, great sketches ready to go for, for embroidery mostly. So they've just sat there and I, I keep putting them on this list of personal projects. Like they just move from month to month, do this project. And it's never happened.
1: So this. Oh, I have one. Yeah. Of those. It, <laughs> it's been moving for like a year and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I finally started working on them. The patterns themselves are all drawn. I have started stitching, but really the, the the thing that pushed it forward was getting a few sample stitchers to to work with me on this. And once you get other people involved, you have to finish the thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. So I did that and that was good. But it was uh it's been so nice to actually take these old things that have just been sitting there for a long time and really make it happen and it's a oh yeah and it's a thing that I do with my crafting all the time in in various things is when I will i will i always keep sketchbooks of things and occasionally it's just time to pull them out and look through them and even if an old thing doesn't translate into the new thing it often inspires it and kind of, gives it something oh, to go yeah. so this is my this is my grand advice for everyone is keep sketchbooks and like look through the old ones every once in a while and sometimes you will go wow that was terrible what was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then occasionally you find a gem and you're like why did i never do anything with that so there it is it has worked
1: out well for me <laughs> No, I've got uh, color-coded um, note cards for different kinds of projects. And every every project idea goes on a note card in that color-coded area. And then I've got like this basically recipe box nice. to flip through, um, which is fun because you know how when you have a Like, just an idea, but you are in the middle of three other things at the time and just write it down and be like, all right, that's out of my brain. Yeah. And I don't look at them nearly as often as I should, but when I do, I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, why don't we do that?
2: (laughs) I feel like having um, a Rolodex would work for that system too.
0: Like, if you had a really
1: cool vintage Rolodex. Yeah, it's just
0: fun to spin. Ooh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ooh. I, I am now on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Looking up my Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Crafty inspiration Rolodex. I wonder if there's a Rolodex punch.
0: Well, oh yeah. I imagine I,
1: there is. I think there is, yeah. Well, because like I've used the um happy
2: planner which is really big right now in the planner world yeah. and I'm not much of a paper crafter but the happy planner I love because you can get it's a three hole punch but instead of punching three holes it punches nine like little notches yeah. so you can spiral bind your notebooks and also be able to rearrange the pa- rearrange the pages it's literally a rolodex but as a notebook so there's got to be a That's punch nice. for rolodexes cuz rolodexes obviously predate the happy planner
1: <laughs> I'm I'm sure that I could fall down a whole rabbit hole of rolodex and rolodex related tools i'm sure there's like the be-all-end-all all of like vintage rolodex mm-hmm. um that rolodexes uh that that rolodeces no, no. <laughs> that people are searching for at antique shops like i can see this rabbit hole yeah i'm I maybe avoiding it yeah i i, I yeah. haven't decided yet
2: there's also you could also yeah. get like a crappy vintage rolodex and paint it to look like sushi See, we're connecting the dots here. There you go.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that really would look like, but I mean, it is like a, a sushi roll a dex. It, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sushi roll exactly. a dex. Yeah. Oh, boy.
2: Guys, I don't get it. Yeah, Molly's <laughs> picking up when I'm putting down Haley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i am clearly too literal I, I have no idea what either of you are talking i about.
0: i have no idea what it would look like but it's the it's the yeah. wordplay here a sushi roll yeah
1: oh wait no i can picture what it would look like because you know sushi yeah is yeah roll you also yeah. have a very like they're, they're round yeah so it needs
0: to be a very full rolodex i think
1: But you would only see it from the side. Yeah. Like it would only be in its full sushi glory if you came at it from the side, not head on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm with you now. Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is us this is us designing in real time collaboratively, folks. This is how (laughs) our brains work. Aren't you
0: super excited? (laughs) I did not see that conversation going in that direction, but that was fantastic.
1: (laughs) I mean, see your sketchbooks lead to all kinds of inspiration Uh that's right
0: i just Mm -hmm. use like like uh composition books that's i go cheap and easy and there i just have stacks of them but now mm -hmm. i see the error in my ways sushi rolodex
1: (laughs) yeah why aren't you using a sushi rolodex (laughs) (laughs) why isn't everyone exactly (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) okay then. I, well, I don't have... Yeah. Um, transition out so of that one. I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. No, no. Alright. Um, I'm just going to tell you about a little problem I have. Okay. That is not about sushi roll I can't stop propagating succulents. I mean, it, it's actually causing some some real inconvenience in my daily life (laughs) because so I have a bunch of of succulents but I also live in basically a cave um I live in a railroad apartment that is like half a floor of a brownstone and I've got east and west facing windows and at least two of the interior rooms in my apartment don't have windows because there aren't any. Like, that is not that is not how that works. And so I like succulents. I like plants, broadly. And I keep finding, like, the neat ones that, that I kind of have my eye on, but in states of needing to be rescued. Mm-hmm. And so I keep bringing these plants into my apartment. And I have gotten, like, plant light setups. I have reached my limit for plant lights. (laughs) I do not have any additional places for plant lights. And since I those succulents, they need plant lights. Otherwise, they get leggy, and it's a whole problem. And so every time, like, you move or rotate the plants, sometimes the leaves pop off. A succulent because they get stuck on something. I can't throw them away. I can't just get rid of them. And so now I have all of these like trays in various states of sprouting tiny (laughs) succulents all over my apartment. And there's no place to put these succulents. I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these tiny plants. And at least the first tray is about ready to be transplanted. There's no place to put them. And it just it happened again today. I transplanted two succulent cuttings right before recording this <laughs> podcast. Like oh, You wanna know what you guys. need, Haley?
0: <laughs> Tell me, Heidi. <laughs> I was thinking of some ideas. I wanna hear Heidi's
2: first. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't know what it would be called. But it would be like the sushi Rolodex, but for
1: succulents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is they need lights. <laughs> yeah. So we'd have to come up with something that had, like, light panels instead of index cards, and it was on, like, a carousel.
1: Oh. Like a rotating carousel of, yeah. of greenhouse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Vertical, vertical sushi roll succulent gardening. i see i was thinking more like everyone that you know is going to start getting succulent plants as gifts and that maybe you just need to set up like a little succulent stand on the front sidewalk like a lemonade stand but with plants Mm -hmm. you live in brooklyn
1: yeah I do live in Brooklyn, and I live above a bar, so I feel like there there would be a steady stream of, of impulse buyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't have quite the stoop setup that would be needed. Like, there's only one step into my building instead of, like, the multi-steps. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe you can get, like, um, like, you know, the people who sold, like, cigarettes at the... Like old timey like plays, you could get that, but it's all succulents. Yes.
1: That would be really funny to like open my trench coat and be like, and have "Anybody like... want a succulent?" <laughs> 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 but this is Brooklyn; people would pay for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. more. I don't have time for that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying like the little like the cigarette uh, box, I was picturing Haley in her outfit from the Bunting Emporium.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yes, yeah, Step right up, yes. Oh, well, we could have a succulent stand in the bunting Exactly. Program. And and your little, yeah, well, your little problem solved.
2: Your little tray could have bunting swag yeah. all around. Done and done. Yep. <laughs> why are we not actual millionaires? That's my yeah, I
1: mean problem solved. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't bring this to you guys before. Exactly. The brain trust. <laughs> the brain trust right here. Oh, dear. So do you guys need any succulents?
2: <laughs> I, oh, I forgot to say, this is relatable content. And what happened with my succulents, and I live in a basement in a railroad-style urban apartment not unlike yourself. Um, mm. I moved my tray of succulents that were propagating down onto a coffee table so I could shoot photos in the window that had the good light. And um, literally, my dog Storm ate them. And then I oh, no. and then I furiously googled that to make sure they weren't toxic to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's another way to dispose of your stuff. That skin. would
1: solve that problem though. <laughs> yeah. See, I I just I can't control myself. Yeah. And so if it were taken completely out of my hands by like an act of God, that that would also be fine. Or an <laughs> act of dog. Uh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, dear. I've got too many of these auntie endorphins. I'm
2: insufferable.
1: I mean, you are just sitting there grinning. Yeah. The, the people who are listening cannot see Heidi's face, but she's radiant. <laughs> um, so
2: speaking of my meeting my little niece
1: mm. tomorrow.
2: Um, so I pulled a bit of a Haley this weekend. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know where this is going pulling a Haley by uh when I don't really have time because of deadlines and things um I definitely decided to challenge myself to make a dress from start to finish on Saturday because like I gotta be dressed up for meeting Evelyn right like right. I'm pretty excited so I made this whole dress from start to finish it was the um decades of style ESP dress it's supposed to be super easy and they on the package super cute thank you yeah, on the package it says, like, make in a day. And I was like, I don't know if I got the skills for this yet. There's a 22-inch zipper. Oh, because I'm not uh, the biggest sewist in the world. Oh, but you met tape, didn't you? Um, I've used scotch tape. Yeah. Yeah, and that works so well. Um, right. And, like, my zip, my zipper's straight and everything. And I did it in a full day. I stayed up till 2.30 in the morning finishing the sleeves by hand. It
1: counts if you haven't
2: been to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um So yeah, I did it in like 14 hours. I think I could do it faster if I did it again. But part of the challenge... Oh, definitely. Like, it wasn't just about having this new dress to wear to visit, but it was also about like, dang it, I really wanted to be further along in my sewing ambitions for the year by now. And if I tell Mm -hmm. myself that I have to do this in a day, even if it's kind of crappy, like, at least I will have made myself work faster and not like press something 800 times or, like, remeasure yeah. something 800 times and just get really into, like, the obsessive kind of ticks of, like... Oh, con- I do
1: that, and it's a problem. Yeah. It is like the enemy of finished anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I,
2: I feel like it's pretty good. Um, The fit, which I think Haley can probably help me with because she has some of the similar body proportion issues that I have with store-bought clothes or out-of-the-box patterns which are like it fit me in the bust measurement but it was pretty wide in the shoulders for my frame and then I was like I wore it last night to my knit night and I was like it really does fit well in the chest but I can see exactly where there's extra fabric and it's all around the rest of my rib cage and so with any luck seeing those lessons firsthand will help me like understand the steps to understand fit.
1: Oh, yeah. That's an adjustment that's actually relatively easy to make. It's just not... You don't do it in an order that that you would immediately think of. Okay. Like, for... uh, Because I, too, have narrow shoulders. um, And you get the the little pucker that is, like, right in the middle of the neckline. Mm -hmm. Um, To get rid of that, when you're tracing the pattern, tilt the pattern slightly forward, the amount that you would need to take it in. Okay. And just that gentle tilting off right at the fold line Mm -hmm. will take right care of that extra room while not changing, like, the waist um, adjustment. And then, I mean, you'll need a a full bust adjustment even if you think it fits because the reason it's baggy elsewhere is because it's fitted... In the in the bust area, so there isn't room for that fabric to fall straight. Yeah,
2: and it's so funny because, mm-hmm. like as I've said, like I'm I might you like I'm a full time crafter, but sewing is not my like yeah. primary wheelhouse. Um, within the yeah, Crafts. and we'll
1: post Heidi's pictures of this because the dress is super cute, and you'll know immediately yes. what we're talking about because yeah. she did a really smart fix like taking care of that on a finished garment mm-hmm. since it's not a thing that you can really change the fit of. Uh, a lot of petite adjustments aren't things that you can do after the fact. You need to do them when you're cutting before it. Before you cut. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so she did a really, really smart thing yeah. that uh, that we'll have to post the picture of. Thanks.
2: Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, and it's so funny because I feel like as of this dress and maybe also like being closer with you, Haley, and like kind of getting to talk about this almost in real time with other people who've like kind of mastered like understanding their own fit and adjustments the the like dots finally connected for me yesterday when i was wearing that dress and saw like i said the like good bust fit but the bagginess Mm -hmm. elsewhere i was like oh right (laughs) this is what i do when i make a sweater when i knit or crochet a sweater Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i always have my bust line but i do more decreases or increases depending on the direction from which i'm working to accommodate the extra real estate in the front and lack thereof in the back.
1: <laughs> right, right. Now it it's funny like whenever I'm actually sewing like in the moment, I find it like unnecessarily difficult to see those fit problems mm-hmm. but it's it's incredibly easy to see exactly what needs to be done on someone else mm-hmm. and it's also incredibly easy to see exactly what needs to be done when you're wearing it when yep. it's finished yeah yeah and then you <laughs> but, sit there uh, and you sit there and you're like lifting up and like pinching and like, bits pinching. of fabric <laughs> <in the> <laughs> yeah yes yep. yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. i i am a master of adding darts yeah at the bust yeah. um in like trapeze tank tops mm-hmm. that i have i i fall into the those look super cute on people yeah i i should own one of those you know like the the trappies yep. tank that just hang yeah they turn into a tent yep on on me yeah like the minute they hit my boobs it's like yo yeah <laughs> and then i'm like oh darts yeah that's what darts are for yeah that's and it's why like, we do that and it's like <laughs> if you've got an a or b cup i'm sure that looks real cute yeah it is not when you're looking mm-hmm. at a
2: triple d Or north, it's a little different. It's like two tents, and then you just kind of look
1: pregnant, or just like really
2: wide if you have hips like I do too. It's just like straight up and down. This is why you need to know how to like do little adjustments. Yes, yeah.
1: Darts are your friend, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I think one of the best ways to teach darts is a an off the rack trapeze tank top. Mm. Um, like having people pin and pinch. To make that fit, yeah, because then you can see like the angle and where the darts need to point and stuff in a way that is so much more obvious, I think, than trying to fit a bodice that you're making. Mm.
2: No, I was so <laughs> excited. I'm so I'm so lucky and spoiled to be at the point I am in sewing and having you as a
1: friend. <laughs> so thanks. But that dress is super cute. Yeah, it fits it is. beautifully everywhere but the shoulders. Yeah. Um, for those who have not yet seen it on Instagram, um, Heidi did uh, just some little pleats mm-hmm. right at the neckline where there was that extra room, and it looks really cute. It it's... adjusted the fit very well. It might, if you are a sewer and are feeling especially finicky about fit, um, and are looking for places where you should adjust, you can see. Yeah where you might have done that differently at the cutting point. But honestly, if you were to pick that up as an off-the-rack sort of thing, you would be like, huh, this fits amazingly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, it's super cute. It looks really good. Thank you.
2: Can't wait to see what you make next. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure I will do an Instagram story being like, what the heck is this? Because that's usually (laughs) what my Instagram
1: stories are when I'm trying to We should (laughs) do a pattern together. Oh, at the I same need time. to make a dress for um, my book release party. Oh, awesome. And it's definitely time. It's definitely time for me to make some additional dresses so yeah. we can uh, fit, pin, and swear together if you want. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've just been talking about these like customizations
0: and making things fit just right. And now I'm going to talk about a thing that makes a thing where I'm sure that the fit is never just right but (laughs) it is intriguing nonetheless yeah Mm -hmm. so the other day on Twitter I encountered a post from Mashable where they shared a little video about a rocking chair
1: that also knits hats
2: that's so cool
1: I love everything about that idea. I, yeah, there's, it's, there's so many it's good so things It's so
0: efficient. Here. I, exactly. After I, I quickly sent this link to you guys, obviously, and um, for those listening, Haley immediately responded with more devices that are similar to this, including a bicycle <laughs> and a
1: clock. Um Yes. Thanks, former writing for making <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, but basically, the idea behind this is it's a knitting machine. That's the, the essence of it. And like my little sister had a little toy knitting machine that basically wrap the yarn around these little hooks like a like a loom, like a knitting loom. And mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's how you get it started. And then you just mm-hmm. turn the crank. And it just knits for you, like, like more of a commercial knitting
1: machine, but on a really small scale. Oh yeah, you can make socks like yeah. that, and then just uh, turn the heels and exactly. And it's yeah. I mean, re- really, my sister's
0: really A fast. little more chunky, yeah. It's really fast if it's functioning correctly. I mean, obviously, there's and times leg warmers. When it gets a warmer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what I think she made either leg warmers or arm warmers with her for her first project. But um, the this rocking chair Oh, now I want one. I know. <laughs> it's actually, it's so fun. It's, I always
1: want leg warmers in the winter because yeah. I want like weird, like nice stripy warm things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And watching mm-hmm. this thing work, the toy knitting machine and
0: all of these other um, versions, it's mesmerizing, I think, but uh, this rocking chair, oh, yeah. the idea is you sit in it and your rocking movement is, um, Moves this lever on it, which triggers the round uh, hooks and and loom. The gear. Yeah, the gear to that does this loom action, and there it is, right above <laughs> above your head, which is perfect for making a hat. Uh, it just is is knitting away, <laughs> and the, the best part about this is, of course, you can sit in this rocking chair and be knitting something else, or embroidering something else, or you know, doing English paper yes. piecing or whatever. You're
1: and listening to an audio book at the same time. Yeah, it,
0: it's so productive. This is what I need in my life. I think there's only one of them in existence. I don't see it happening anytime soon. But that's what I I'm need.
1: pretty sure that we could make something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the clock link that Haley uh, shared, which we'll put all of these uh, links in the show notes, too, so that you can see these things in action. The clock was just a concept at the time that it was shared and it was a good idea, except that it took the way that it <laughs> it worked so slowly because it was making a stitch an hour because of how you know the yeah. clock. I and say, I
1: mean, it was it was an art. It was a, exactly yeah. it was.
0: But the idea with it was that over the course of a year, it would knit a scarf, which is still very charming and a cool idea for for an art piece. But um, I
1: need it's cute. I would buy one yes, of those. Yeah,
0: because then it's just you know it's hanging on your wall and you're. You know can you imagine the dust <laughs> you would have to be dusting it
1: throughout the Sorry. year i'm thinking
0: no that's <laughs> yeah. very that's a thing to be thinking about but no i i want the, yeah. the or the bicycle was
1: yeah like waiting for the train yeah. i think it took 5 minutes of pedaling yeah. um that again yeah there was this this bicycle in uh in the subway in london yeah
0: and mm. and again this is can you i mean knitting a scarf in, in 5 minutes is that's amazing. That would be that would be great. Except that I, I'm still leaning towards the rocking chair because multiple mm-hmm. things at once. And I mean, I guess you
1: could rock a little Why faster. Why not both? Like have like <laughs> the the little pedals that you can get like for under you your desk or something, and have that. That's like, true. Whatever mechanism's holding up the hat, you could just build on yeah. to that mechanism and have like hat and scarf right next to each other, and I'll <laughs> uh, like that's your. That's the gym, you're able to do other work at yeah. the same time, you're relaxed, you're well supported. I'm I'm in. Like anything <laughs> that could turn my fidget into productivity. I could also picture it like a recumbent bike version
0: where it's kind of like you're sitting in a recliner while you're cycling and, oh. and working. There's so many possibilities. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah.
2: Is there a way to make it sushi themed? Of course. I of mean
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of round things. They could all be painted like sushi. Yeah. Plus, I mean you mm-hmm. could also you could just you could use it to knit sushi. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Gradient yarn that when you roll up the scarf at the end, yeah, um is looks like a sushi roll. Yep.
0: Okay. We're I, I feel like we've just invented like 18 fantastic things in this podcast so far and we aren't even finished yet but the gradient yarn that looks like sushi if that doesn't exist already that really should
2: uh, there's a there's a, there is a pattern for um like a selvage edge rolled up a selvage edge, edge scarf that when it's rolled up looks like sushi okay.
1: there oh, is, is there? one yeah well, there we go there you go so we didn't invent that idea yeah, i don't but we the, did invent the, the yarn. yarn yeah i don't yeah. think
2: the yarn i don't think the yarn mm. has been done. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I feel like Twinkie Chan must have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: she's somebody who's like an actual genius,
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She has made Mm -hmm. all the amazing things. Yeah. Yes.
2: Also, again, how are we not millionaires? (laughs) It's a
1: mystery. It's a mystery. I don't know. I don't know. All right. It's so. Speaking of. It is. It's coming. Uh, speaking of things that one might use to look like sushi. Yes. yes. As let's one Let's talk wants about to. Halloween and cosplay sewing. Okay. <laughs> because you could be a giant sushi roll. You could be anything you want. Of course you can. You, you can. <laughs> I, I'm going to go full not snob here, which is sort of surprising <laughs> considering I, I really like to design from the ground up personally and I I don't tend to take what I think of as shortcuts even if they would be totally reasonable and actually a smarter thing. <laughs> like it, it, It's a problem. But a thing that I love right now that maybe some people don't love so much, but I think it's awesome because it's making a whole lot of fun things a lot more accessible, is that uh, many of the big pattern companies like McCall's and Simplicity are starting to get in on cosplay dress-up and like licensed items and just a lot of really, really fun... There's a lot of steampunk stuff going on. And they're partnering with actual cosplayers who, like, big recognizable names. Yeah, like, and like Yaya
2: Han has a fabric line. That is yeah. exact. Yeah,
1: I was going to well, say the fabric. And she's got a, a pattern line, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and so I am especially excited about Simplicity has the DC bombshells mm-hmm. costume patterns, which is... Delightful because I I really like bombshell illustrations um, from like World War Two era, mm-hmm. and so they've got like the Captain America and. Um, I'm guessing Supergirl. Oh, it's called Stargirl, not Captain America. <laughs> oh, right? Never mind. <laughs> um, but the Wonder Woman is super cute. Like, I would totally wear that in life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're getting into all of these really, really fun. And those two are both simplicity. Um, and then I'm trying to remember who partnered with... Yaya Han. I know. I, oh, it's McCall's. Yeah. Um, McCall's has an entire line of of her stuff. They're just, like, basics that you can build on for your costumes. Yeah, doesn't she have, like, a bodysuit so
2: to use as, like, a foundation garment? Yeah. It's, that's yeah, so smart. Yeah.
1: And Simplicity also apparently just got the licensing for Harry Potter. Oh, And wow. so there are... Um, Patterns right now for the robes for all the different houses, like officially licensed patterns, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just, I like, I like the officially licensed stuff because I like the attention to detail on a lot of it mm-hmm. because there are certain parts of costume pieces that you simply can't see because you're not looking at them flat ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm especially excited about that. And I'm also very delighted with the uh, there's some steampunk corseted and bustled Doctor Who specific patterns that I own and the just the thought of petiting them is a bit much for me <laughs> at the moment because they've got boning and yeah. Yikes. it's 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 gonna be an adventure to petite that monster. <laughs> But also they're so cute and I would definitely wear them. But I've also been sort of diving into costume pieces that um, you don't necessarily think of when thinking of building like your basic cosplay setup. And I found this um, this also simplicity pattern that is Mrs. Civil War Undergarments. What? Okay. Miss... Mrs. Civil War undergarments, and it is an entire pattern with like a chemise and stays and uh, bloomers and, or I guess probably a petticoat, and it's like uh, well, of course you would need undergarments to go with these dresses, but huh, <laughs> like just things that hadn't that would occur to me if I were building a specific look but wouldn't necessarily occur to me in just the, like, brainstorming and planning time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would finish this outfit and then be like, crap, I don't have any underwear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a problem. All I can think of right now is Sheldon on Big Bang Theory when they went to a Renaissance fair and his dismay that his friends were not wearing traditional medieval undergarments.
1: that was just unacceptable i agree completely so anyway i'm just really excited that so many options for sewing your own patterns and different cosplay pieces exist now and there are also quite a few independent designers Mm -hmm. um i saw quite a few stores on etsy that were devoted to both finished pieces and patterns and I'll link to a bunch of my favorite stuff in the show notes but I'm just really excited because it's so much fun to dress up and it's so much fun to go to comic cons and other cons and like be with your geeks Mm -hmm. like the people who are the same kind of geek as you and I love that people can now get like the actual costumes that they're going for and learn how to fit them and not necessarily have to do it from the ground up because that's not really a reasonable thing for most hobbyists to Mm -hmm. do. And I think it's – I just about swore there and didn't. Um, (laughs) I think it's really effing great (laughs) that that that, that exists as an option and – I love it. Yay. Speaking of
2: people who can be whatever they want to be, my baby niece. I'll
1: just bring it right back. (laughs) (laughs) Your baby niece can be whatever she wants to be. She can. (laughs)
2: Yes. So, she currently weighs 6 pounds even though she's 3 months old because she was a micro preemie. So has tripled her birth weight. She was just under 2 pounds when she was born. And so so the thing is she's so tiny and she's so cute because she's so tiny that the urge to make her 800,000 million things is so strong (laughs) because all I'm thinking about is how fast I can make them because she's like...
1: But baby stuff is so fast. Yeah. (laughs) Like...
2: She's like, I don't know, she's probably like 18 inches long now, maybe, probably not even. And so I'm like, oh, I really want to make her little butt some little butt bloomers. Because her butt's a little. Monster pants. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Well, and now I obviously have to make her a little sushi roll outfit. Obviously. obviously.
1: (laughs) First Halloween. Yeah. And
2: um, it's funny, though. Oh, that
1: would be great with swaddling. Yeah. Yeah. just
2: make her a little... Yeah. Whatever that.
1: A sleep suit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or a photo prop. Those are really big right now. You just like lay the. Wait, she could be a photo prop? No, like you just like. Because Instagram's so huge, everybody wants photo props for their little babies. And so they're like oh. a blanket with like stuff on it. So it's like they're wearing a costume, but you don't have to like make the newborn wear pants.
1: I thought she was the photo prop, and <laughs> never mind. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, Never mind. But my
2: the point I was going to get to here, sorry guys, I'm just yes. so radiant, as Haley said, <laughs> and not manic. <laughs> um, the, thing, the thing is, though, like, I want to make her so many things, but I'm struggling with, like, balancing the crafts I do for work, because that's always a thing, as we have talked about a yeah. lot on this podcast. But then I'm also dealing with um, the fear and just, like, logical knowledge that... She's going to grow out of this soon, which is, like, the point because she's Very teeny seen. tiny. Yeah. But then do I care? Mm, I don't know.
1: <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, yeah. I
2: would
0: say that the bigger and longer it, the bigger the project, the longer it takes, maybe you want to make that for something that's going to be usable longer. But, you know, if it's yeah. small and cute, just make <laughs> all the things.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's the only solution.
0: We're
1: enabling um, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also... I mean, baby sweaters knit up so
2: fast. Yeah. And it's funny you mention that, because my sister-in-law, she's, she has officially made her first craft request
1: <laughs> okay. for, her, for
2: her daughter, and it's this really cute um, knitted top and bottom, so it's a, it's separate. It's a sweater and a little like knit bloomer with a little like upper thigh ruffle. And the top Aww. is in light pink and the like diaper cover bloomer thing is in gold. And I think it's going to be really cute. So, I think that might be the one I have to just say, I have to make this. I don't care. I yeah. can do it in a weekend. I mean, it was requested. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm sure that it will be used for like photos or something. Probably. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Anyway, if any listeners have favorite baby crafts and specifically baby girl crafts uh, that they would totally make if they had a teeny tiny baby to make them for, send them my way because I got auntie endorphins going and it's only going to keep going.
1: <laughs> and she's ready to dive into that bad idea rabbit hole. Yep, yep. And get That's a lot done. of sleep while they do it. <laughs> so much sleep. You're going to be... F- well, I mean, honestly, you're... You're really glowy, so whatever you're doing, it, it's working. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright,
1: friends. Before we get into
0: any more bad ideas or good ideas. Uh, yeah. I think we should wrap it up.
1: Yeah. No, we're rolling it up. We're sushi rolling. Yeah yes, we're rolling it up. That's it. I was like, where is the sushi joke
2: to end this podcast? <laughs> oh,
1: I, I I brought well the sushi done. dad joke.
2: Alright. <laughs> good.
1: Alright. We're rolling it up. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Bye, guys.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. Be sure to visit VerySeriousCrafts.com for show notes, serious social media links, and more.